What up? Get the ball rolling, fans. We are back. It is time to get the ball rolling. Hello, hello, hello. We are back. So happy to be here today in the studio. Today is a very special day because today we will be rolling around to get one of my favorite teams. I I was trying to think of a clever way to say it. I don't know really how I would phrase it other than they are one of my favorite teams. Um, However, this this episode that I will bring to you will not be biased at all. Uh, I am going to try to keep uh, my Utah goggles off. I will try to keep an unbiased opinion, and I will give you what I honestly and truly believe and what I think will happen this upcoming season with the University of Utah. The University of Utah is a really special place for me. Uh, Being a little kid, I had spent uh, quite a few uh, days, hours, a lot of time at the university's uh, hospital doing checkups. Uh, My doctors were were located at the university's hospital, and I have always been uh, a big Utes fan. Uh, I have a little newspaper clipping from way back that has a picture of my father and I and my dad's a big BYU fan. I have my face painted for the University of Utah and they talked about us. Uh, you can look it up. I don't even know. I have the newspaper clipping. I was really little when we did that and I've always been a huge University of Utah fan. Uh, I just, just due to the time that I've been there and the accessibility and just the color, everything. I love Swoop. I love the, the Utes. That, that is my, that is my team. Always have been number one team. However, uh, again, I'm going to try to keep an unbiased opinion as we are talking about them. It will be hard, I'm not going to lie, because uh, when I get talking about them and I get really excited for this upcoming season because I know this team can be legit. I thought last year they were going to be legit. Uh, kind of. I mean, towards the end, it was kind of ridiculous to ask, uh, you know, uh, an offense without you know, Zach Moss, Tyler Huntley to go in and, and be a really good Washington team and then uh, beat a really good Northwestern team, uh, which is really odd for the University of Utah because they are so good uh, during the bowl season. Kyle Whittingham has only lost two times, one to Boise State and then one to Northwestern. And that Northwestern game was weird. I, I never felt like Utah was all the way in it. Uh, anyway, just kind of an, an interesting little uh, fact. The University of Utah... Uh, is is a really big school. It is in, in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, the capital sits up, up towards the top of the hill. Really pretty. Uh, Rice Eccles Stadium has expanded since I've been there. I have gone to countless games. I had seen, uh, when they were in the Mountain West, I had seen every single team in the Mountain West. And since joining the Pac-12, I've been able to go to a few games. I've seen UCLA and a few other games as I'm trying to think. Oh, I've been to Colorado. I've seen Colorado play. Uh, anyway, so I've been to a couple of Pac-12 games. I'm trying to think. I know there's more, but I, they're just not rolling off the top of my head. But I've been to a few Pac-12 games. I've uh, been to a lot of Mountain West games. Uh, growing up, always going down there. Uh, so I know this program. I know Kyle Whittingham. I've met him a couple of times. I was a huge fan. I, I, I met the 2008 and the 2004 uh, undefeated 
Fiesta Bowl champions and undefeated uh, Sugar Bowl champions. Uh, always been to the spring game. It's been a couple of years since I've gone, since moving down to Southern Utah, but uh, regardless, still follow it pretty close. This team, this last year, I thought exceeded my expectations, even as a University of Utah fan. Uh, last year, they do lose, did lose to the Washington schools. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker to Arizona State, and uh, really kind of a tough game against Washington. Uh, as a Utah fan, at the end of the game, you guys are going to know what I'm referring to. A lot of University of Utah fans, they wanted a pass interference call. I don't even know who it was. I just remember uh, it looked like it was it was fourth down. They were going in to score, and that's not even to say that they were going to score. It wasn't like you know, the Saints, uh, that kind of pass interference call. It was a really close call. Just didn't get the call. It was a really defensive game against the uh, University of Washington the second time we played in San Francisco. Uh, but anyway, then they went on. They, then they played Northwestern in the Holiday Bowl. And I don't know what it is with the University of Utah, but we cannot seem to get past the Washington schools. I I don't understand how we cannot beat them. I I mean I know Washington State is uh, is a nightmare uh, defensively. I don't really know how you beat a Mike Leach offense besides just hope they don't execute but when they get their timing down they are they are deadly. Uh University of Washington with Chris Peterson, uh him and Kyle Winningham have gone at it. Uh, when they were out, and when he was at Boise State, and since joining the Pac-12, uh, Utah has always struggled with the University of Washington. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule, and I think it's pretty favorable for the University of Utah this upcoming season. I think their uh, non-conference schedule is fairly easy. Uh, as you go on down the the list, you're looking, you're like, okay, when when are we playing the teams we are playing? Uh, just those kinds of things. It's it's just really interesting overall to uh, to look at how this team rolls out. We're going to have Kirk from the Salt Lake Tribune on a little bit later uh, to talk a little bit about the University of Utah. He's obviously plugged in. He co- he's been covering them for quite some time at the Salt Lake Tribune. So he's in and around the program. Uh, I'd imagine goes to a lot of uh, University of Utah football games and is just kind of the media guy there in Salt Lake and our media contact here at Get the Ball Rolling. So just just again, this last season, University of Utah, 9-5. and five. Again, I felt like Towards the end of the season, they kind of tapered off, not really playing the best football or, you know, the potential that they had. Uh, I thought last year's BYU-Utah BYU, game, uh, BYU got up uh, really fast, and the University of Utah came back. It was an amazing game if you were a Utah fan. Uh, gave me a lot of stress if I was if you were a Utah fan because you were like, oh my gosh, is BYU finally going to be the University of Utah? And then all of a sudden, Utah comes storming back, and boom, Utah wins. Uh, my dad, being a BYU BYU fan. Uh, I was watching it. My uh, my fiance came. She was at the house. First time she'd ever been there. And I was booing the first half. The second half, I was all last. And my dad actually left the the room because I don't think he could handle my bantering. But uh, <laughs> I I always give him a bad time for liking uh, BYU. But uh, that it was it was honestly very. Uh, the first half, Utah just looked like they were asleep. They luckily w- awoke the second half and was able to to get the win, thirty five to twenty seven. But as we are going forward, we'll be talking about uh, expectations this upcoming year, uh, where I see their ceiling at, and uh, obviously what some experts are saying. So we're going to have an, a quick ad break, and then we're going to be calling Kirk uh, from the Salt Lake Tribune, and then we are going to have. Uh, 
We're going to have Kirk on, and then we will be talking about the analysis for this upcoming season. So stay tuned. This is Getting the Ball Rolling, and Kirk from the Salt Lake Tribune up next. Welcome back to Getting the Ball Rolling today with Kirk Cragthorpe from Salt Lake Tribune. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we are here to talk a little bit about the University of Utah. So how long have you covered the U the U's football program? Sweet. So uh, we're going to start off with uh, the U's upcoming season. There's a lot of hype around them, but I want to start off with in-state rival BYU. There's been some some trash talk and some stuff. Do you think the U goes into Lavelle Edwards and gets the win August 29th? I do think that Utah will win the game, but I I think it's going to be very difficult just based on the recent history. Of the last eight games, only one of them being decided by more than one touchdown. And so I think uh, certainly the, the way BYU played last year and, and having a 20-point lead played in the third quarter shows that, that that will be a tough game for Utah. Okay, awesome. So there's also been a lot of uh, hype around Tyler Huntley this off season. Some people are saying he'll be the Pac-12 Player of the Year. Where do you see his ceiling at this upcoming season? Yeah, the, the whole variable with Tyler is staying healthy. If he can do that, I, I do think he's positioned to have a really big senior year. I think there's some questions about the offensive line and how well he'll be protected, which plays into that. But I, but I think that if he can play all 13 games, counting the bowl game, He'll put up some really big numbers. I think the the new offensive coordinator, Andy Ludwig, really has a good sense of how to maximize Tyler's skills with rollout passing and some different dimensions. And and I think that, that Tyler will come back strong from his injury last year. He was playing really good football in the month of October, right before he got hurt on the first Saturday of November. And if he can pick up at that level the way he played against teams like USC and UCLA, I, I think he'll do some really special things. Awesome. Now, switching to the defensive side of the ball, the U.S. had some dominant defenses in years past. Last year was no exception for them. Do you think the defense, they, we lost a few starters on, on defense. Do you think that uh, they'll be as dominant as what they were last year and in years past? Yeah, I think they'll be pretty comparable to that. It's interesting the way you phrased the question because it's almost like we're conditioned to just expect Utah defense to be solid every year and not even worry about who they're plugging in. That's just kind of the, the way the program's been built. There's always been a lot more questions about the offense. I do think that Chase Hansen and Cody Barton, the two linebackers, will be very difficult to replace. Now, they do have some, some good replacements in in terms of Manny Bowen transfer from Penn State and and some other good linebackers ready to go. But uh, but Chase and Cody were remarkable players and and the fact that they only have two linebackers in the scheme means that those guys are assigned to cover big chunks of the field and so 
I don't, I don't think that um, Manny Bowen will probably make as many tackles as either Chase or Cody did last year, but but he's a talented guy, and and they've got some other young up and coming linebackers who who should play well. And again, it, you just expect that whoever Utah puts on the field will make a lot of solid defensive plays. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I don't. I've never really worried. Being a U fan myself, I've never worried about uh, the defensive side of the ball. I think Whittingham has kind of built that culture to where they where they are always a stout defense. And like you said, we kind of we have more questions on the offensive side than on the defensive side. Uh, so last question for you, or a couple more questions, I guess. Who are some people that we might not be getting, like not a lot of people are talking about, that will be impact players for the U this upcoming season? Yeah, the first guy that comes to mind is the wide receiver, Brian Thompson. Uh, it's always hard to project who's going to emerge among the receivers other than knowing about Britton Covey and expecting him to come back strong from his injury. But Brian Thompson was a guy who, took advantage of that new redshirt rule last year where he was able to play the last four games of the season and, and still not have it count as a year of eligibility. He may have literally only caught one pass in a game, but, but he at least got a little bit more experience, and he, he had a really good spring. And so I think he's a guy that could really do some good things on on offense for Utah. Uh Defensively, it's, it's mostly the guys we know about, but uh, but I, I think there's a couple guys at defensive end that that really could emerge. Uh, Mika Tafua is the guy that comes to mind initially. Utah rotates a lot of guys in, and, and it kind of uh, holds their statistics down a little bit just because they're only playing about half the game on the defensive line, but but he's a, he's a good pass rusher and, and somebody that that should be very productive. Okay. This year. Awesome. Yeah. I I mean I everyone's talking. You know Bradley and I, uh, Julian Blackman, Zach Moss, obviously Tyler Huntley. So it's good to know a couple of these other uh, guys that that might not be getting as much media attention. But good to know that they'll be impactful. Uh, last question for you today, and then I'll let you go. Uh, Vegas has the Utes at nine. I have them at eleven wins. Where do you see this pro uh, at, at towards the end of the season? At the end of the season, where do you see the Utes going this year? Yeah, that's that's. I think nine is an interesting number. I I think if they if they were to exceed that, that would be a remarkable season. I, again, I I'm not uh, chalking up the BYU game as automatic. So it's almost like in previous years you could. You could immediately say the Utes were going to win all three non-conference games, and and so they, they very well might do that this year. But but it's, it's also inevitable that BYU is going to beat them one of these years. <laughs> the, the, the history of the rivalry says that, that that just when you think it's impossible for the team to break the losing streak, it, it happens. It, it was that way for for Utah on a couple of occasions. You know the other end of the rivalry, but, but to get back to your question, so, but even if they do go 3-0 in the non-conference, it, it's still asking a lot to win seven conference games, and so, well, I'm going to be a little more conservative than you, <laughs> and say and say that they'll, they'll be 6-3 and three again, 
in the Pac-12. They got the game of Washington, and uh, the game at USC is tricky. The, even the, the home game with Washington State is tricky. So, it, if they were to go seven and two, that would that would be pretty remarkable. So, oh, I'm, I... gonna, I'm gonna be conservative and say six and three, but but I'll, spend, I'll say that will be good enough to win the South, and then we'll see what happens in the Pac-12 championship game again. No, I definitely think I have them winning the South and and going on. I think last year they got a little. Uh, it was t- it was a tough game, a tough off uh, defensive game uh, against Washington last year in the Pac-12 title game. So I see them going back. They're one of my sleepers, but um, and and like you said, you know, years past we haven't played very well against uh, Washington State. It always seems like uh, they always get us in one aspect, but. I think I think that uh, six and three is also very very possible. I think I just want to see. I mean, I've been a U fan. I've I've grown up following them. I remember the two thousand four year, the two thousand eight year, going undefeated. So maybe I'm a little bit hopeful. But it's interesting that you say those things. But I just want to thank you for your time for coming on the show, and we'll definitely be in touch throughout the season to get updates and stuff from from the University of Utah. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for for your questions, and I'll be glad to do it anytime. Awesome. Have a nice day, and we'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you, Tyler. Yep. And that was Kirk from the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, special shout-out to him. I always like to thank them for coming on the show and just being a part of this, uh, being uh, kind of an amateur uh, first-year uh, journalist and sports, you know, podcaster, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I followed it for a while, and I've always been able to talk a lot of uh, college football, but uh, always good to have, you know, members of the media helping out the younger generation as we grow and uh, develop and be the newest uh broadcasters and and stuff so we're going to talk about uh the university of utah and this upcoming season number one uh, i'll give you a little bit of a back uh, history the byu has not beat the university of utah in a very long time i believe it is up to eight years now uh and that's who they start off with. They're in Lavelle Edwards. For those of you not from Utah, that is, they're at BYU, right? Uh, Rice Eccles is University of Utah, uh, for those of you who, who don't know. But they're going on the road. And you saw, you know, Kirk said, eventually that streak's going to have to be broken. Uh, how I see it is Big Brother and Little Brother. Uh, years ago, it felt as though BYU and the University of Utah were equals, right? It was it was one play. It was, uh, I, I mean, there's countless times, you know, Harling's still open where they ran a little out route out to the, to the flat and they scored last second play. Um, you know, Eric Weddle was on that team. I believe it might have been his man to pop out and cover, but he blitzed instead. Uh, we had crazy overtime wins. Uh, and over the last little bit, I mean, there's a lot of history, uh, in this little eight year span or whatever, eight time span that, that we've played, there has been a, a really close to field goals. I mean, there was one time where they attempted the field goal. I swear it was like six times. It really was. I'm exaggerating. It was maybe like three times. The fans rushed the field, and then there was a penalty for the fans rushing the field, and they retried it, and then they missed, and then they called it, but they called a timeout, and then they, oh my goodness, it was uh, crazy town. 
Uh, a lot of ups and downs for a University of Utah fan. And, uh, you know, two years ago, it was like a really ugly defensive game. There was like a holding called. I think there was uh, the one game, the ref actually called a holding call on the quarterback for the University of Utah who was throwing the ball. Really an odd call. I think he just messed up on the number, but it was a really odd call last time BYU and Utah played in uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Anyway, it feels as though that Kyle Winningham kind of has uh, Kalani Sataki's number and, you know, throw, throw a little salt in the wound. I don't think BYU is at the same level, nor will they ever be at the same level. Uh, lots of opinions on this for me. I think that, you know, BYU going independent, Utah joining the Pac-12 way back when, it, it's been a separation, and the state knows it. It hasn't ever been the same. You know, we're talking about way back when, it, you know, conference championships were on the line, New Year's Day bowls were on the line, undefeated seasons were on the line when those two meet, met, and it's interesting because... It doesn't feel that way anymore, and it feels as though more of an upset for BYU. There were there were so many years when I was going into it where you had no idea who was going to win, and there were trick plays and, and all these kinds of things, and now it just feels as though Utah has their number. So Utah, I mean, last year I felt that they kind of take, took a little, like they took the first half off by a lot, but they need to come out, uh, get the, the, the kind of bad... I don't know, the first game jitters, just the rust out of their system. It took them a while for Weaver State. I mean, I think it was 10-10 at halftime or something ridiculous like that. That was against Weaver State. Now, nothing against Weaver State. Uh, they were a very talented team into the quarterfinals last year. Uh, obviously, oh, and, and Coach Jay Hill was a was a coordinator under under Kyle Whittingham. So they had history. They, they knew each other a little bit. But, I mean, they, they struggle. A Pac-12 team struggling with an FCS opponent, that, that's crazy, right? Uh, but kind of interesting as well. So it will be, it will be tough. Uh, it will be a tough first game, I think. I think there's going to be a lot of energy. I don't think uh, BYU is, like I said, on the same playing field. And I, quite frankly, the University of Utah could lose that game, and they could win the rest of them, and it not matter at all. I just don't feel like they're, it really matters to the U anymore. I mean, it does a little bit. But the University of Utah has so much more to offer recruiting-wise. Yeah, BYU saying, oh, we have all these good schedules, and, uh, you know, oh, we're, we're going to play Tennessee and we're going to go play these big games. Yeah, that's great. They're non-conference games. Every single one, they could take it off and it, it not matter. And the University of Utah, they just had to go up and recruit and say, hey, yo, we play in the Pac-12, you're going to get media attention. A little bit different versus, oh, we're going to be on at 8.30. Every, and don't worry, your game's going to be televised on ESPN. But it's going to be at 8.30 at night mountain time which is 10 30 eastern time so if you're anywhere you know east of the rockies you're i mean 9 30 10 30 we're, we're, we're talking about midnight and people they want to sleep in they want their sleep anyway kind of interesting uh there kind of my rant about byu and utah but uh, nonetheless, it's always fun to watch that. Uh, I think it'll be a very fun first week. It is the 94th meeting. They call it the Holy War. Uh, the University of Utah owning a big edge right now, 58-31-4. Uh, kind of just really uh, set themselves uh, as the favorites to win. Uh, then they go uh, at... At Northern or home against Northern Illinois, sorry, in really cycles, and they play home against Idaho State in preparation to go on the road to Southern California, uh, USC. 
that is an intriguing game for me, uh, just because USC always seems to play the U pretty tight. Uh, last year's game being a little bit different. However, uh, I mean, this was before... I mean, Huntley was playing very well last year. This team did, I think, their defense, you know, kind of like Kurt said, we kind of have an expectation as University of Utah fans and and the U as being this dominant defense. They did lose a few, but they still have a ton of other great people, you know, uh, Bradley and Nye, Jalen Johnson, Julian Blackman, uh, Licky Fotu. I mean, there's just talent coming out of everywhere. And they always seem to retool. Always have seen that, uh, their offense has kind of struggled at times. But I think having a healthy Tyler Huntley, a healthy Zach Moss is going to really, and they also have, uh, Britton Covey who will be, you know, balling out on his own, uh, you know, as a as a wide receiver, uh, I think they win. Uh, Washington State is a really interesting one. Again, I don't know since joining the Pac-12 if we have beat Washington State and uh, the University of Utah. They uh, always seems like we always struggle against Washington State, even when we were supposed to be really good. Uh, we always struggle with them, and. Uh, they always have a big offense, and I don't know if the University of Utah over-prepares or what they do, but it, it's always going to be tough. So I'd say uh, the first really big test is September 28th against Washington State. Uh, they have a bye, then they go to Corvallis. I think they, they beat Corvallis pretty handedly. Now, Arizona State, I feel, is kind of a trap game. Uh, mid-season, it is at home, which is going to play into our hands, uh, sorry, University of Utah hands, because we play at elevation. Uh, Arizona coming from, you know, really hot, might be a little cool on October, uh, probably night. Last year, I mean, yeah, the, the Sun Devils got the best of the Utes last year, but you got to understand, I honestly feel like the only reason why they got the best of them is because Tyler Huntley did, I believe it was his collarbone last year, got hurt. He threw uh, Shelly uh, into, J- uh, Jason Shelly into, I mean, he was a true freshman, I believe, and they just kind of threw him in and said, all right, sink your swim, buddy, and he sunk. It, you, you're not going to throw somebody into that situation and then be very successful. Uh and then they play home against Cal, and they play at Washington. Now, this is going to be a really big game. Uh, two years ago, Utah had Washington on the ropes. Their their punter uh, spiked the ball on a fourth down conversion and basically gave the game back to Washington. It was terrible if you were a Ute fan. Very lucky if you were a Washington Huskies fan. So those two teams are going to line up, and they're going to duke it out. Uh, last year, only four points separated the two. Uh, be a little bit interesting this year, especially because uh, the U, again, all, we always struggle with Washington teams, and it'll be a lot, it'll be a lot more of a telltale sign of what is to come uh, going forward, and then they play, they have a bye, home against UCLA, Arizona, again, I think Arizona is going to be really good if Khalil Tate stays healthy, uh, I do think they go down to Tucson and win, and then they home against Colorado, which I think they win, uh, so there's a couple of games, obviously the Washington schools, I have marked down Arizona State, those three I think could go either way, I think that is where uh, Vegas has them, they have them at nine wins, 
Uh, I want to be optimistic and have them at 10 or 11 wins. I'm leaning more 10 just because I feel like Utah always has one game where they kind of slip up and then they're going to come. But this is a legit national contender. Phil still has them uh, as his number one surprise team this year. And that being said, he's saying, like, we're talking national championship surprise team. Not only Pac-12 win the Pac-12, but this team can make a run uh, with their schedule difficulty. Not very, uh, really deep. They don't play Oregon. Uh, which will be, they don't play Stanford, very big helps. They do get the Washington School, so it'll be, again, really interesting to see uh, what happens. Again, I, I've been saying this all along, Washington State is not going to take a step back. You need to be watching for those Cougars uh, this upcoming season, and the University of Utah definitely will. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with uh, Utah and lingo and stuff like that, I usually refer to the U and the Y being the University of Utah and BYU or Brigham Young University. I don't know why we use that vernacular here in in Utah, but the U is the U and the Y is the Y. It's just they're they mean they're not just merely letters here. Uh, kind of a fun little twist. And I even I, as as I was talking, I was like, oh my goodness, I keep on saying uh, the U or us or we just because I've been used to talking about that uh, as a fan. I think that this team has a really big potential. I mean, we have Zach Moss uh, coming back, Tyler Huntley coming back again, Britton Covey. I think their offensive line is going to be stout. Defense obviously will be, I think, once again, top 10 defense. In, in, we're talking nation here. So watch out for the University of Utah. I think this team is going to be big firepower. Uh, but also, the University of Utah is also really good at hiding from the media. And not a lot of people talking about them. A lot of people uh, talking about Oregon and Washington just because of the markets that they're in. I mean, usually not very big, but being from the West Coast and, and kind of having that Nike swag, the swag that Oregon has, and Washington being from Seattle, a lot more media coverage. Not a lot of coverage coming out uh, on the University of Utah. I think they're a really big, big sleeper team. Nine wins in Vegas, I think that is pretty good. I would take the over again. That's your money. If you're going to bet it, bet it, whatever. But again, uh, nine wins is kind of what University of Utah, they are the, the favorites to win the Pac-12 South uh, and then go into the Pac-12 title game. And in what I'm hoping... Uh, not saying, I think it's kind of like the same thing with the NBA where we kind of have Warriors fatigue. I'm getting kind of tired of seeing Washington win the Pac-12 because there's so much more talent. I think Washington plays everybody at the right times and they just get so lucky. I'm not a huge Huskies fan. I have been in the university there. It is a beautiful campus. Uh, love Seattle, but I always feel like they get the lucky breaks and uh, I think this year that the Pac-12 could potentially catch them and we could be looking at, you know, uh, a University of Utah, Oregon, uh, Pac-12 12 title game again that all depends on uh, the play of Oregon I think Oregon has a little bit tougher road than the University of Utah but we will see this upcoming season a lot of kind of big question marks again out of the south Arizona UCLA USC what's Colorado going to be doing um, Arizona State do they it was last year kind of a fluke those kinds of things but anyway that is our University of Utah football preview 2019 again this is going to be a legit team I'm telling you we're going to be talking about them and uh, we'll be following them very closely obviously I'm a big fan uh, when they are tr when they are actually in uh, Salt Lake, I will be traveling that day on September 28th. So. I'll be trying to give you guys the most in-depth coverage as I possibly can. Uh, like uh, our social media pages, uh, I get the ball rolling. 
on Twitter at Rolling Git, kind of an interesting Twitter handle, but at Rolling Git. And uh, continue to stay tuned. We'll be covering the Pac-12 Mountain West uh, as we near closer. Still talking about our FCS schools. We'll be talking about media days, uh, impressions, and stuff like that. So uh, everybody just stay tuned. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Let me know if I am crazy. All you BYU fans out there, I'm not a BYU hater. I just think the U is a lot better, and I think the Y... Well, I'll probably be doing a preview. I think the Y is actually a lot better than what they were last year. So don't try to take offense. I try to give my non-biased opinion, but in the end, go Utes. I hope you guys have a great week, and let's keep the ball rolling.